Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 321 and it is Tuesday, April 25th, 2023. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? That's right, people. We have a uh, jam-packed episode. Um, <laughs> got, got a lot of things to, to, to review, to discuss. Um, uh, our main topic will be about uh, video games that like video games from the past that should receive sequels or ground up remakes you know remakes are all the craze like with the latest resident evil 4 uh remake uh, from capcom that dropped a few weeks ago uh we want to take a look back at some uh games from the past that uh, that should get that remake treatment um as well not just a remaster not just a, a prettier finish for current gen consoles but just a ground up um soup to nuts uh remake uh, of classic games uh, from the past. Um, well, we also we also will talk about some um, movies we've seen. Yep, for sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, and some uh, and some other and some other updates, some other news and notes, announcements, and things like that, and other topics that have been, uh, you know, that have uh, caught our attention this week. So, yeah, uh, just want to give a quick shout out to our uh, our our number one sponsor our audience our l- viewers and listeners like you uh thank y'all for listening and watching our show uh supporting us and just whether it's dropping comments in in our facebook live feeds or just you know c- c- catching our episodes whenever you can whether it's an audio form or catching the video uh, versions on facebook uh we appreciate your attention your support and your encouragement and you know all and all the love that you give us so it's awesome you know we'll, we'll keep this train going you know as since as we are at the uh end of april and approaching may uh eight years you're approaching eight years of this show eight uh years yep eight years of the codex prime podcast and uh yeah, it's been six years uh, for us as a two-man group, but uh, yeah, overall, eight years of Codex Prime, 321 episodes deep and counting, and we're going to have some some cool stuff on the horizon, man. So yeah, just, uh, just uh, you know, stay, stick around, stay tuned, and uh, yeah, keep, uh, keep watching, keep listening. And uh, as Carl is sharing the episode, um, let me see, some things that will uh, run down, uh, we'll uh talk about uh i'm done oh yeah oh, yeah. <laughs> okay yeah. okay yeah uh we'll talk a bit about um you know some some sad news in the some sad news uh today uh, a couple of couple of announcements some uh things that i'll i like to get into and um uh thoughts on uh triple h's uh big announcement on monday, monday night raw um some thoughts on that and uh yeah carl you got an announcement as well i'm sure I, I do. Yeah. Uh, well, you want to get into it? Sure. All right. By all means. Well, I have mentioned this on the uh, podcast a couple of times before, and I can finally say Rise of the Blend Panther, my first mixtape, is out. All right, look it at is that. finished. It is available for purchase. Ten dollars CD or flash drive. Those are my cash apps, and I accept all major credit cards and also cash as well. So, um, just hit me up in my DMs. 
And I'll make sure I will make sure that you get a copy and hopefully you enjoy it and hopefully you will support properly support it. Yeah. But yes, Rise of the Blend Panther is officially available. Right, Ten bucks each. Yeah, good stuff. Man. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Rise of the Black Panther. Rise of, the, Rise of the Blend Panther, yes. Carl Bird's, DJ Mr. Bird's debut mixtape, Out in the Streets. It is. Yeah. That's that's what's up, man. Yeah, congrats. Hey. Yeah, it was a yeah, long time coming, you know. Um, how, how does it feel to finally have this out in the world? It's, uh, for, um, first of all, big shout out to um, Craze Beats, who's on the show, uh, friend of the show um, recently, and he just like... He's the one who helped me, you know, put it all together and stuff. So it, it was a label. It was definitely a label of love, is what he said, mm. and it sounds amazing. And I'm, I hey, I was listening to my to my master copy in the car, and I'm just like, yo, this is me. Mm. Like this was all me. Yeah, man. You buying a copy? Yeah, I sure will. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll throw it down. Um, let me see. You take. You take PayPal, Venmo. Okay, that's Dude, what's up. Bring out, your, bring out your card. I can run it right now. <laughs> well, we'll do it after the show. We'll hey. do it after the show. Nice. Oh, thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, okay. Yeah, see, got my own copy right here, and you can get yours too. You know, just hit up DJ Mr. Bird. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, yeah. On all social media platforms. Yep. Yeah. Just run the QR code and, uh, yeah, get your get your copy today. As he is too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. But yeah, that's my big announcement. Um, I guess we might as well get into the what we've been up to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Should uh, well, well, actually, before we get get into that, a couple of um, couple news stuff. Oh um, yeah, yeah, go yeah. Ahead. yeah. Uh, first, uh, first off, um, some some sad news, unfortunately, that uh, we that I do want to touch on briefly. Uh, first, um. It, it was announced today, it reported in the New York Times, that the legend, yeah. Harry Belafonte, 96 years old, passed away uh, as of today, Tuesday. Uh, groundbreaking singer, singer, actor, activist, one of the great, uh, well, not only one of the great uh, black performers of all time, but one of the greatest performers of all time. Uh, such classic movies, Carmen Jones with Dorothy Dandridge. Um, I see The World, The Flesh, and The Devil. Um he also did Odds Against Tomorrow, really cool film noir from back in the 50s. Uh, of course, uh, that song Deo. Yep. Yep. The, that's like the Calypso signature song right there. Um, Belafonte also released an autobiography a few years ago as well, which I which I saw in, in the library and I've wanted to read, but I haven't had a chance to, but I definitely will now. Um, yeah, man. Uh yeah, according to the New York Times, he said that uh, Deo, um, the, the Banana Boat song, and his album Calypso, which included that song, reached the top of the Billboard album chart shortly after its release in 1956, stayed there for 31 weeks, and coming just before the breakthrough of Elvis Presley, it was said to be the first album by a single artist to sell more than a million copies. So you can say that Harry Belafonte was the first to go platinum. Yeah. Also, he produced Beach Street, which is a movie that's near and dear to my heart. Yeah, that's right. He did. Yeah, he did produce a few films. That was one of those. Yeah, Beach Street. And also, he was heavily involved in the civil rights movement. Yes. A close friend of Martin Luther King. 
Um, uh, Luther the King. Yep. I can't help but say it like that from now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, truly a true champion of civil rights, a true champion of humanity, legend, uh, Harry Belafonte. Salute, rest in peace, rest in power. And also uh, some other sad news, um, an imminent departure, rather. Uh, Netflix <laughs> has announced that their DVD by mail service, which has been going strong, um, especially in recent years, um, it will be sending out its final red envelope on September 29th, 2023, marking an end to 25 years of mailing DVDs to members. And the company will continue to accept returns of customers' DVDs until October 27th of this year. My birthday. Yeah. Wow. You know, um, uh, I've been a Netflix member since 2008. And I remember, yep, I remember the days where uh, I borrowed so many DVDs, Blu-rays, so many great films foreign films classic films tv shows like the wire that's how i got into it uh avatar the last airbender oh man um so so many classic films and to see netflix shutter their dvd by mail service it's it's an it's a true end of an era and you know this is you know at least for at least for films people want to people want to throw ring the death the death bell or, or claim the death knell of physical media when it comes to movies but i gotta say physical media forever hashtag physical media forever yes um because you, you you can't beat that i mean if vinyl of all things can still be around so can dvds so can blu-rays so can 4k um yeah a lot of uh, yeah uh, shout outs to aaron aaron ferguson uh a lot of people didn't know that didn't, that netflix was still ma- mailing dvds yeah they still were and man you know it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday you did comment that i did so uh so pour, pour one out for those of you who are netflix and chilling um Pour, pour one out of your favorite beverage uh, for Netflix's DVD by mail service. Um, truly the uh, a, 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 a huge blow for physical media. And, um, you know, that's why I can say support your local libraries because they have physical media on lock when it comes to films. Um, as stores are phasing them out, support your boutique labels out there. Criterion, Kino Lorber, Arrow Video, you know, keep keep the dream alive, man, because streaming, you can't get everything on streaming. There's a lot on streaming, but you can't get everything on streaming. If you want the best of the best, best top quality, physical media is the way to go. I I do not disagree. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, um, Netflix and chill is just not the same, man. Not the same anymore. Uh, uh, Nick Quattrini says, uh, welcome, sir. He says, I read that Redbox wants to keep their DVD service going, but they might not take up the offer, but could be a nice partnership. Yeah, I'd say Netflix and Redbox, they could make a killing. Yeah. Yeah, they, they should consider that. Yeah. Um, yep, that's true, Aaron. Some 90s classics aren't available on streaming. They're so. not. Like Blank Man and Media Man. That's true. Yeah. And... 
Black Man, you still can only find on DVD. Can't even find it on Blu-ray. Nah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's 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 uh that's some sad some sad news right there. But um, but yeah, let's get into some some other some other news. Uh, you know, um, uh, for for wrestling fans, um, I will say since since the the debacle that was the ending of WrestleMania 39. Don't discount the don't discredit the entire show oh no not discrediting the entire show like it could have been an all-timer but it's like you know wrestlemania 39 is like game of thrones you had 90 percent great content but then that last ending that last match just it just destroyed everything the but match was good the match was the good match was good it was the one two three yeah, yeah. and i haven't watched besides raw after mania haven't watched another uh, another another uh, second of WWE television since, but I did see on on YouTube and I just I just popped it up during my lunch break. I saw that Triple H made an announcement he on did. Monday Night Raw, and um, and this is and this is WWE. Well, I'll, ha- I'll have some thoughts about that. But in lieu of Roman Reigns approaching 1,000 days as the undisputed Universal Champion, uh, Triple H has revealed the a new version of the world heavyweight championship which will be uh which which a new champion will be determined at the next saudi arabia show night of champions on may 27th so uh yeah the the return of the big gold belt um ish ish (laughs) is back so uh so yeah so we're gonna have another top champion on one of the brands because when whichever brand roman reigns gets drafted to he'll be the champion for that brand and the other brand will actually have a top champion, you know, a top world champion to uh, to you know keep things competitive and fresh. Uh, some thoughts about this. I will say, uh, in terms of the physical appearance of the belt, it looks good. Yeah, it looks good. Uh, it's like it's like a modernized miniature version of the big gold belt, kind of like a cross between the big gold and the UFC heavyweight championship, which is fitting because Endeavor and old yeah. both companies. Um, my only my only. Uh, critique about the belt is that I wish it was bigger just a bit bigger um, but that's a, but that's a minor thing um, physical phys- the physical belt it's fine in terms of the concept this is where I have mixed re- mixed emotions because this is clearly a case where WWE once again backing themselves into a corner when they didn't need to remember a few, couple weeks ago when I said that when you take too long to tell a story you know, if you take too long to finish a story, the audience will be finished with it. I'm finished with the Roman Reigns stuff. I don't, I really don't care what he does. So, when you have when you have a, a champion booked like Roman Reigns, where everybody, you know, they fall short. You know, they all they all run into the brick brick wall that is Roman Reigns. This World Heavyweight Championship, when you, no matter how you slice it now, it's a consolation prize. Yeah, it's it's the. It's the uh, at least you tried belt. Somebody actually made that. Yeah. They actually took the design of the belt, made a center plate, and put at least you tried or like something like something yeah. like that. Consolation for um, I wish I came across it again, but yeah, it's it's basically the the not Roman Reigns championship, and so with that with that WWE paints themselves into a corner where. Okay, so you have Roman Reigns who has the legacy belt, the WWE Championship, and the Universal title. So now you have this new World Heavyweight Championship for all the people that couldn't get the job done by beating the Tribal Chief. There you go. So, okay, so Carl's brought this up. Yep, he says, 
<laughs> if you had fun, you won participation trophy faceplate, <laughs> uh, which is, which is pretty a pretty apt description for this cha- this world heavyweight championship. And it's already on sale, by the way. See that it's already on sale. It's all they about branding. They, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. It's a runner-up belt. The, the belt might as well be in silver because it's a silver medal belt. Yeah. So so yeah. In terms of cut, in terms of the 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 conception, like I'm not a huge fan of it. But this is WWE painting themselves into a corner where they didn't need to. All they had to do was have Cody Rhodes beat Roman Reigns. That's it. End the storyline. Have him have him relinquish the Universal Belt and problem solved. But now you have a case where 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 it raises a lot, a lot of questions. Like, okay, so we technically have three world championships. So does that mean that the universal title will eventually be done away with once Roman hits a day a thousand? And if so, that makes that, that entire reign pointless. Mm-hmm. B, it's like, will WWE eventually relinquish the WWE championship in favor of the universal undisputed championship, which is unlikely because that's their legacy belt. Yeah. Um, and third, it's like. With Cody Rhodes, I mean, it's likely that Cody Rhodes might win this heavyweight championship, but then it'll be like, oh, yeah, well, you see, he finished the story. He didn't finish no, the story. No, he didn't. He didn't. He no. Didn't. If anything, it's just going somebody to, somebody new is going to have to put the obstacle with him. You always, sometimes you always got to remember, too, and uh, Brian from UWO always said this, the story is in the chase. Ah, but chases end eventually. So I think maybe he won't get this. I don't. I don't think he's gonna get it. They're gonna wait till WrestleMania to finally give him his moment. Yeah. Maybe SummerSlam. Mm. Yeah, but by then it's just like, oh yeah, he finally. Yeah, but it depends on the story. That it depends on the story too that they tell that they mm. tell with it as well. So, yeah, I suppose, but. Yeah, like I said, the Roman Reigns, the bloodline story is like The Walking Dead. It's like, if it ends, cool, finally, great, let's move on. But, yeah. The- <laughs> but then you get spinoffs. <laughs> <laughs> you get spinoffs. <laughs> Spin- Holy shit. Spinoffs that nobody watches. <laughs> like, Jay should beat Roman at SummerSlam. Uh, well, I would argue that, you know, Jay, Jay finally getting his moment, it's like... That that ship is sailed to be honest. Like Good I enough. just I just don't buy it. Now anymore. like he joined and then it's just like, all right, you know what? You had me, but now like, yo, this is it. Hmm. We gotta end like, yo, we gotta let this go. Yeah. We gotta I'm like, yo, I can do it. Hmm. Yeah. You know what you know since since WWE wants to play games with people with fans. You know, put the universal heavyweight, put the universal undisputed championship on Omos. Do it for the Homo Sapiens. All right, hashtag Homo Sapiens. Just that's do a thing it. now. You're making that a thing. I will make it a thing. You yes. make it a thing. That's a lot of damn fabric that he has to wear for his suits. Yeah, that's a big. Mo- <laughs> yeah, that is a big dude. But you know what? Put the, put the championships on Omos, or hell, just bring back John Cena to have him dethrone Roman Reigns to be seventeen time champion. I know he tried already and failed. Yeah, well, he could do he could do it again. I don't know. Or, or uh, hey, how about we just bring back Jinder Mahal, and and have him be the one Ain't to dethrone the tribal chief. That's that's fine. You know what? Ha- have him be NXT champion, and then he can beat Roman and be Jinder three belts. And then he could become heavyweight champion and be gender four belts. 
Just, 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 just. I want to see WWE burn. I, I, I want to see that company burn. Uh, no, no, because because that, hey, that company has brought too much because hey, happiness and joy in my life. Because so. hey, you know, Vince is back. So let's 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 Vinceify everything. Let's 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 throw the belts on Omos. Let's let's just let's just let's just tear here's it all down. You ever see CM Punk was backstage? I heard and. Eh. And Meltzer, 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 Of course he did, stirring shit up. Yep, he Meltzer. <laughs> like in his, listen, between Bruce Pritchard's podcast and Eric Bischoff's podcast, they're like, yo, Meltzer is full of shit. <laughs> Especially when he, I'm even listening, what was I listening to? I knew it was Bischoff. Bischoff and Pritchard were like doing a podcast together and they were reading and even Bischoff was sitting there like, God, I hate reading this guy's shit. <laughs> that was his words. I mean, I mean, like with with Punk. I mean, it's clear that Punk's just trying to drive a buzz for his return to AEW TV, and it's basically like Tony Khan's making a soft, a soft brand split to have like a show for Punk to kind of separate the roster. Because I, from what I hear, like most of the roster doesn't don't they don't want him back. Yeah, yeah, and there's a. And I guess like they're gonna have like the Saturday show for Punk and his friends or people who are friendly with him to work with him, which is pretty dumb, and that's not gonna last long. And it just shows like Tony Khan, he's showing some weakness there. Yeah, like Punk did. Yeah, Punk got Tony Khan wrapped around his finger. If that, if that was to happen, mm-hmm. Punk has Tony Khan wrapped around his finger. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's like. It's like uh, we'll, we'll pretty much see Punk's reign of terror soon, you know. Hell, I, I won't be surprised if Tony Khan's like, "Hey, you, you know what? You know, uh, why don't we have a separate world championship for a, for AEW?" It's like you might as well. Well, I mean, they have two women's titles, so they got the the women's title and the hose title. Oh yeah, the TBS title because it does look yeah, yeah the T. You can't unsee it now, huh? Yeah, well, the way the TBS logo is uh, is formatted, it does look like it does look like it spells hose. The sad part is that TBS has had that logo for quite some time, and it wasn't until it was thrown on that belt that I didn't notice it. Yeah. Now I just feel even awful. Yeah, and and like the TBS championship is like it's like the women's mid card belt. It's but. yeah, Jay Cargill. Sure, she's a she's coming along, but she's yeah. a Goldberg at this point. Yeah, basically, yeah. The Jade Berg. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, yeah, Punk, if Punk comes back, or when Punk comes back, yay, great, cool. Chicago will be really happy. You um, know what it is? The CM Punk ship has sailed. It has. And, and you know, as excited as I was to see him come back. It was nice yeah. to see him come back, but then it's like, all right, cool. Yeah, but now it's like it, it. Then it was clear that you know he was still the same bitter person. He was. He he is, and it's like what yeah. you said too. He's like, yo, what are you? There's something about him. He's just still not fulfilled. Yeah, like all his success, all the millions of dollars he made, he's made and and is making, and he's still not happy. Like, I I don't understand that energy at all. I just don't, because because there are people who, who uh, if they had a third of his success, they'd be more content. But not punk, hey. But you know, hey. I, I. But hey. He. In his words, he's old. He's tired. He's working with fucking children. Cool. Whatever. Just you know, go fuck yourself. 
Yeah, but hey, yeah, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't really tune into AEW that much, anyways. So, and with Punk coming back, I'll have even less of a reason to do so. So, cool. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'm actually rather surprised you even said that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, WWE, I'm not surprised. You trash WWE every chance you get. <laughs> AEW, though, I'm like, wow. I mean, with AEW, like they have good matches, but it's like. It's like the more the more I've watched, the more I watch it, like the more like your your uh, critiques or observations are apparent. Like the whole blatant spot waiting, you know. Um, they don't even try to hide. Like you really see the flaw. You really yep. see the flaws. Like yeah, like and it's this weird vibe where it's like kind of like winking and nudging the smarky audience, and. Yeah. Should I keep going? The whole um, every dynamite needs to have like a twenty-minute five-star melter match. Yes, you don't need that. You really don't. Sometimes, like TV matches, are literally meant for just like you don't need to do. You don't need to do all that. You're just literally risking. You're risking yourself more. Mm. Vikingo, amazing in the ring. Yeah. Okay, he had that good match with Kenny. Yep. Good. We don't need to see him back mm. and have him doing the same thing every week. You got to make something like that an attraction. Oh, yeah. You Yeah, you can't bring him around like that. But you don't need to have a match like that every week. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. Yeah, that's true. And... And also too, and if I said it once, I said it a thousand times. Like the women deserve more than just one segment or one match every week on Dynamite. It's like, no, I'm not gonna watch Rampage or the YouTube shows Dark and Elevation. You have a stacked women's roster, use them. Like, there's no reason why they should have just one match on Dynamite every week, and that's it. Like, that may, it makes absolutely no sense. So, yeah. Hey, WWE uses their women more. They do. They do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, even with those, even with those, uh, those useless tag team championships, they're still making this. Yeah. They're still showing them. Yeah, yeah, they're still getting airtime. They're kind. They're more. They're more credible. Yes, sue me. They're more credible than the host title. <laughs> I mean, well, I shouldn't really be calling that since a black woman. I mean, the TBS championship. I mean, yeah. it's really much. It's pretty much like Cargill's belt. Um. Yeah, it's it's the uh, it's, an, it's a fashion accessory, I guess. It's part of her wardrobe. Yeah, and then whoever beats her, it's like cool. Then what's next for Jade? Does she just become That's world champion? And that and boom, there you go. Mm. It's kind of like kind of like the kind of like Brock Lesnar, where he's only won the world championship, and that's pretty much pretty much where he's at, where he's always been in his career. Yeah. Yeah. I can see the same thing for He's Jay still Cargo. a draw. He's still a draw. Yeah. I can see the similar thing with Jay Cargo. Will she just be like a main, main she, She's Goldberg. Goldberg style. She's Goldberg. Goldberg. Yeah. Yep. But I'd be, I'd, be, I'd be curious to see her see her in WWE, though, to see how she would function. Bianca would freaking wash that girl. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's an attraction match, but Bianca would freaking Wash that girl. That girl. Bianca is so. Bianca can wrestle circles around Jay Cargill. I said it. 
You know, I won't argue that because Bianca, even though she, you can say that she's still relatively new-ish, like she's taken to wrestling like a duck to water. Yeah. Jade Cargill, when you watch her matches week to week, it's clear that she's learning on the job. Yep. And when you watch it still, it's that's still clear, unfortunately. Yeah. But, yeah. We'll see. But, uh... But yeah, those are those are uh, my thoughts, wrestling thoughts. So yeah, congratulations to whoever wins the silver medal consolation, at least you tried participation trophy heavyweight championship. Cool. I did like how Seth uh, promoted the belt, though. Yeah, that was actually cool. How he said that. There's always these, and I learned it, and I learned this from both. So you sometimes you really do gotta pay, and it, partially from you too when I watch. Now that I, since I've been doing this podcast and watching movies, yeah, I pay attention to those little details. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the way he was just like, I mean, I have this ego. He's holding the mic saying, oh, I had this big match. But something bigger just came upon my end. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he just kind of looked at it like, I need to add you to my trophy case. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, gotta, you, you got to elevate. You got to, I guess, build. He put it over. Yeah, you gotta put the build the credibility, build the legacy. Sometimes the small nuances, are just, the small things, are just there that matter. Yeah, those small little details. You're like, you know, years ago, I would never even thought about this place. It's like, you know what? That matters. Yeah, if you if you build a story around it, make it matter. Hope there most likely there'll be a tournament. And uh, yeah, well, yeah, bring uh, back tournaments. Why not? Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll uh, revisit this once Logan Paul becomes the inaugural heavyweight champion. Wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Would not be surprised. He did resign. Yeah, he did. Yeah, give for Logan Paul. He's literally the best three match wrestler I've ever seen. <laughs> give the devil his due. He's a he's a crypto scamming grifting son of a bitch. But uh, he's athletically gifted, man. I can't take that away from him. You want to? It's like, God damn it. I want to hate this guy, but you got to respect him. You got to respect that shit. I, I respect the talent. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. I got a few what I've been up to. Yeah. And I can breeze through that real quick because I know we got some. So on the comic yeah. tip, mm-hmm. I have nothing new too much. Much, but the new uh, Warlock Rebirth okay. came out this past week. Uh, written by Ron Mars and um, the art is by is by uh, Ron Lim, with and with also inks by Don Ho. Mm-hmm. And um, yo, what would happen if Adam Warlock just like like what would he do with like a new Warlock emergence who just happens to be faster and stronger? Hmm. Interesting. It happens. Okay. I think this is a limited series, but it happens. Hmm. Okay. And I'm very, very curious. Okay. And Adam Warlock, he's played by uh, Will Poulter in the he will be, yeah. movie, right? Yeah. Nice. You see how jacked he got? Did? No, I'm not surprised. Yo, he's not. He is not Will Poulter from We Are the Millers anymore. <laughs> or Midsummer. <laughs> he wasn't that. Yeah, that was I hate great. You. I still, ha- I still haven't seen Bo is Afraid. That Our- came out this week, right? Yeah. I don't know. Sounds very sad that you haven't seen it yet. 
I want to. I it's pol- I hear it's three hours. It's polarizing. I might regret it, but I want to see it. What do you mean you might regret it? I don't know. I've a three-hour A24 movie. Okay, I get it. <laughs> Let him in. First of all, oh, oh, yeah, I got something else to review. Wider. <laughs> I got something else to review. Oh, are you not coming? You know, done with comics? Um, no, now that it's in my head, I gotta get this out. Okay. Gotta get this out. Okay. I I read your little short story. Oh, did you? Okay. All right. Um, the only thing that can uh, have you ever seen a movie called "I Spit on Your Grave"? No, but I've heard of it. I don't know if I want to watch that. Oh, you can handle it. You said that about Cannibal Holocaust, man. You can handle it. No. You handled everything but one scene. No, the all the animal cruelty scenes. Yeah, I skipped those. Uh, yeah, but definitely you can ha- you can handle this one. Okay, if you say so. Uh, it's not. It's not. They didn't fake the funk with this. I'll tell you that. Okay. There, there's movie magic. Hundred <laughs> percent movie magic. But you mm. can handle. It, so you can handle it. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. Revenge stories. I feel like there's some truth to that. No. <laughs> who pit, Who hurt you, Vin? What do you mean? Who hurt you? Nobody. I feel like you want to do that to somebody. <laughs> no, no. It popped in your it popped in your head. Somebody pissed you off. It was somebody in high school, mm-hmm. perhaps even middle school. No. No. Perhaps even at George J. West. <laughs> no, my the short story the short story free ride that I did has nothing to do with any sort of childhood trauma. No, I just thought it was a cool scenario. It's a revenge story. Sure. That shit's been oh, there's some childhood trauma. There had to be. For you to think or at least you watching too many revenge <laughs> stories. Cause damn it. I'm reading this. Yeah. I'm like, this has been lingering in his mind for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, there we go. I mean, no, like, like, well, well, what, what did you think of the story? <laughs> um, it was in, it was in great detail. I really think you should put, you should put it out to the masses somehow, some way. Like, hmm. you do, you do have a knack for detail. In your writing, I'll give you. I'll definitely give you that out. Um, you want a job at eight twenty four so bad. <laughs> I mean, I thought I thought the story was rather light, like it wasn't extreme. You know, I could have taken it to different issues. I had different endings that would have been way darker, but I was like, nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull it back, show a little restraint. You did, you know? yeah. I can see that there was some, but like. Uh, I, I let's just say since you know the MCU you know the comic book movies whenever I read comics I read them whenever like if Deadpool talk if Deadpool is talking in a comic yeah. I hear Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. Wolverine I hear Hugh Jackman yeah you know Professor X either Charles Xavier or the oh James McAvoy no oh. no oh. 90s 90s oh that voice actor yeah yeah you know I associated with that it's just you know 
Mm-hmm. Um, let's just say the cook I read in your voice. <laughs> I, I heard your voice as uh, as he was speaking. I'm like, yep, yep. Vic, Vic, Vic you, you that lingered in your head for a while, and you finally got it out. Just a little while, because I was thinking about writing a weird. Just like a weird short story, like what if, like something like akin to like David Lynch or Ari Aster. Oh, that was that wasn't David Lynch. <laughs> that was Ari Aster. <laughs> you know, Mind you, I only seen one David Lynch movie, but I've seen three Ari Asters. Yep. But you know, you know, it was yeah, you know, it it was just a light story of you know some guy goes into this dingy hole in the wall restaurant, and uh, the chef notices who the guy is. Serves him a, a a platter of this really disgusting dish, mm-hmm. which is implied that it was served to the chef himself when he was a kid, and the and the guy, the customer, happened to be his his school bully, and then he's tormenting him. But then the guy tries to escape, but the guy can't escape the restaurant, and uh, yeah, the 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 chef gets a little weird about it. You know what? Let us know for those who are watching and listening. Let us know. If you would like a copy of this short story, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's just Vic, we'll send it to you and please write a, please send us back your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's just a simple free write, really. It was just it was just like a writing exercise. Okay, it's like hmm, I, I have this premise. Let me see how weird I can get. Let me just try to flex. And you had yourself a ball. It was fun. It was it was fun. You you would think it's fun. <laughs> you sick. Mm. It's, the story is not that sick. It's it's a it's a little dark. You know, as the thing is, um, I know that you're capable of taking it to an even darker place. Oh, I had different endings. You I know? can imagine. Like, um, like I had one ending which involved like uh, him in the kitchen with a dog collar. Um, I had another one where um, it involved uh, it involved like his family getting in on the action, and uh, also involving a dog collar. But I was like, you know, let me let me let me pull it back and let me show some restraint. You know what? I I I'm I can I issue I issue you a challenge? Yeah, what's that? To write one mm-hmm. about the family. Okay. <laughs> the family. The family. Okay. I I I can I can cook up something. Okay. Yeah. Cook that shit. Sizzle that shit. Yeah, God damn it. Anyways, all right. Now Hot. I have Silver Surfer 53. Hot and creamy. Which is. Uh, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> Silver Surfer 50. 53, the first appearance of that Ben. <laughs> of um, that Ben. Who's uh, going to be the main uh, protagonist in the the upcoming uh, the Marvels movie? Okay. Let me just hold on. let me actually make sure. You said that Ben. Her. Darben. Darben. Excuse me. Okay. Yeah, okay. she's gonna be the uh, main antagonist uh, in the upcoming Marvels movie. Who's a Kree warrior who wields uh, Ronan the Accuser's hammer? Okay. So, hmm. yeah. 
So I end up picking that up because I'm like, all right, this is the first appearance. Let's see, depending on how well this is, you know, that ends up being a little gold mine in my collection. Mm-hmm. Um, I went yesterday. I went to an author talk with uh, Mr. Mason Santos, who is known as uh, form- who's the former uh, bad boy uh, DJ DJ Finesse, mm-hmm. and a uh, very very. Uh, Interesting to very, it was very interesting and very enlightening. And, um, I hope actually I would hope to get him on the show because I think you would get a lot out of him too. So, uh, yeah. big ups to him on that. He actually ended up getting an advanced copy of the of my mixtape. So, see how we think, see what type of feedback I would uh, get. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this past Saturday, I went to the RWA uh, April Rain show at the Johnston uh, Rec Center. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a very fun It was a very fun show, but damn it, David Morales, I want my title shot. Is he still the hype champion? He's still the hype champion. Took some good chops. Oof, man. That he posted on his social media, so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he. I want my title shot. Wow. But he's good at what he's... He really is good at what he does. Like, he mm. gets a lot of heat. Mm. Yeah. A lot of dweeb chants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shut up, Morales. <laughs> chants and stuff. Mm. That's cool. He's very interactive with the fans, too, which is, like, great. Mm. And uh, also, I... Uh, as a fleet DJ, I end up talking... I end up being a part of the uh, Cocktails and Conversations uh, Zoom call mm-hmm. with R-Truth. Wow, that's what's up. So, you know, we was talking primarily about his about his music. That's what he was there for. But, you know, mm-hmm. I threw in a couple of, w- of, um, a couple of wrestling questions as well. Mm-hmm. And R-Truth acknowledged... The beauty that is Jasmine Ella Marie Bird. Wow. I was just hold I was holding her and you know, I raised my hand in the Zoom call to ask a question. Mm-hmm. And um they had me talk to her and they was like, Oh, I see we see you're on daddy duty, put her up and yes. Mm-hmm. R Truth knows who my daughter is and <laughs> knows that she is beautiful. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that was really cool. He's like, Yeah, we need we're gonna need an update like a couple of months from now when she's like getting into stuff. <laughs> oh, she's gonna know better. We we tap hands. <laughs> so um but yeah, that's my what I've been up to. Alright, that's what's up. That's what's up. Now you Yeah. Yes. Um uh first things first on the video game front. Um I beat Resident Evil Four. God damn, I'm still stuck in the beginning. <laughs> Oh man, you don't know how to play games. Uh, <laughs> First of all, I do, so kiss my ass. Um, well, uh, yep, it took um, seventeen hours in the first playthrough. Yeah, it's it's pretty lengthy, but um, seventeen is not lengthy at all. I, we length. played some longer games. Well, for a game like that, um, okay. yeah, which is about as long as the original Resident Evil, so you know, as, as expected. But right now, I'm on my second playthrough. A new game plus, so um, I'm just tr- I've upgraded all the all the the choice weapons that I've wanted. Um, I'm trying to get the Infinity Launcher, which is sold for two million uh, uh, credits. Why can't I just buy it and just have myself a ball? You got to play the game properly first. You got to save. Yeah, they're assholes for that one. You, you got to save those treasures. You got to like save those gemstones. 
combine them with uh, certain treasures that use those gemstones, sell them at the right price, boom. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, um, it, it's it's a great game. It's 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 awesome from from start to finish. I will say that like uh, compared to Resident Evil, the original Resident Evil Four, I do miss the campiness, the silliness of the original version. Because you know, with the with the remake universe of Resident Evil, it's it's a more serious and darker tone. Right. But um, but yeah, there's something to be said about the campiness and the silliness that was part four that you know gave it its its charm. But 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 the Resident Evil Four remake. Absolutely incredible, um, yeah! I can't wait to to finish my second playthrough and possibly third. Um, but there are other games on my list to play. But I will beat it a second time and maybe get enough credits to earn that Infinity Launcher. Um, I will try my hand up at the professional mode once I unlock that because that's where you unlock the best uh, weapons, like the best bonus weapons, like yeah. the Chicago Sweeper that gives you infinite ammo. Uh, but that's gonna take some doing, so that's that might fine. not. That's a grind. Yeah, that might not happen for a while because I got other games on my queue. But yeah, Resident Evil 4, beat that. Uh, I'll wrap up the second playthrough uh, soon enough. <laughs> so my girl was watching me play it. Yeah. She watched me get killed many of the times in that, vi- in that village in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And she she just happened to look up and I'm playing. She's like, what the hell is that? <laughs> That's violent. <laughs> Even for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's Resident Evil. I just want to see your mom watch me play that. <laughs> they clutch their pearls. <laughs> <laughs> she's very she's a very conservative woman. <laughs> mm. Wow. But Makes yeah. it all the better. <laughs> but yeah, like headshots and then you can melee. That yeah. that's what that's what I've been doing. Just kinda I'm trying. Yeah, you'll you'll get the hang of it. You yeah, know? I'm starting to. So. Yeah, yeah, like conserve your ammo because ammo's scarce, and you'll find that you'll be crafting ammo more. Uh, so yeah, use those resources uh, to your advantage. Gotcha. Yeah, and uh, yeah, um, that's on the games front. On the movie front, oh, oh boy, eh, 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 eh. I I managed to watch uh, a Tubi movie, my first one ever. Um, because why did you have to watch a Tubi movie? Well, uh, because I promised um, uh, to watch a Tubi movie because as per our WrestleMania bet, and I had to choose one. So uh, thanks to Nick Quattrini, who mentioned this movie, I had the great fortune of watching The Velocipaster <laughs> on Tubi. And man, let me tell you, Velocipaster is... 75 minutes of pure stupidity, but damn it, what fun stupidity it was. I was thoroughly entertained, and I would recommend this movie. You see, all right. Sometimes you got to turn your brain off. Y- you really do. And even even the even the director of the film, um, oh gosh, let me look at him up, uh, Brendan something or other. And I, I should have this queued up, but give me a moment while I look up the director of the Velocipaster. Oh, here it is. Uh, Brendan Steer, who uh, who was the uh, writer, director, and editor of this film, um, he did note that, uh, you know, the movie is made to be fun, and anybody looking for deeper meaning in the man turns into a dinosaur genre is probably on a fool's errand, which is true. But yes, this movie, uh, The Velocipaster, it is about um, 
It is about this Catholic priest named Doug who witnesses his parents die in a car explosion. But here's the thing. Okay. There's a shot where where Doug is walking out of the church after giving one of his sermons after his service. He sees his parents waving at him from across the street. And then it cuts to a shot of Doug, Doug's horrified reaction when he hears the car explode. But then when the when the scene cuts back to the parents, it literally says on the screen, VFX, car on fire. But you don't see the car on fire. It's just the words. <laughs> like, they didn't even take the time. They didn't even make any effort to show a car on fire. Okay? So this is where I knew that, okay, I'm, I'm in for it now. I'm here now. I'm in the Velocipaster universe. So there's a... so. So, uh, so Doug, he's a Catholic priest. He sees his kids, he sees his parents get killed in this vicious car explosion. So he travels to China, which happens which happens to be filmed in like some some woods, probably in Denver somewhere. Um, and uh, he comes across this uh, this this woman who's out who's on the run from these ninjas. Uh, she's dying, and she gives uh, Doug this uh, Velociraptor's tooth, which cuts his hand, and then he absorbs the power of this Velociraptor, and then when he gets angry, he transforms into a half-man, half-dinosaur creature who looks like a rubber head, a rubber, janky dinosaur head who looks like it's partly made from paper mache and he's biting off arms of ninjas from China because hey I didn't know ninjas were from China I thought they were just Japanese but this movie says hey ninjas are part of China I guess whatever um so the so the main villains of this film are are this uh this 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 evil Chinese drug syndicate employed by ninjas and this one white guy um there's a there's a woman uh named Carol who's a hooker with a heart of gold and and uh, she's um she suffers uh, beatings from her pimp named Frankie Mermaid. Frankie Mermaid. Yes, this this pimp with a bad comb over and like uh, like the Jesse Ventura hairstyle is like bald on top, long on the sides and the back. And he asks Carol. Oh, first of all, this is what he does. He pulls the tubey slap. The tubey slap happens in this movie, like in the movie The Psychic, which I'll get into in a second. <laughs> where, 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 where he. Where he goes, Carol, and then Carl, I want you to sell the slap. They're like five feet apart. Back slap. Now sell it. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's what occurs. That's what occurs. A complete air slap. There was space between the characters, and she still sells a slap. And then Frankie Mermaid, he utters probably the best line in the film. He goes, he asks Carol, Do you know why they call me Frankie Mermaid? Do ya? And Carol replies, "Because you're swimming in bitches." <laughs> oh my god! And and that that's the best line in the whole film. They call me Frankie Mermaid because I'm swimming. In bitches. I'm. I'm I, I. I gotta see. I gotta see what. First of all, Frankie Mermaid. I'm literally looking <laughs> this up just to see what he looked like. Oh, this is freaking great. Yes, that's the pimp, Frankie Mermaid. 
Um, yeah, yes. Oh, oh. I, I just uh, hopefully this is the part. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It yeah. is when he says it. Come on. Oh yeah, yeah. If, if it's if it takes time to load. Um, oh yeah, I should give you the new Wi-Fi password. Uh, oh, thanks. Yeah, hold on. Let me let me look it up. But uh, but yeah. Um, that's that's a line from the film, and I I I had a good chuckle for about two minutes. Okay, here it is. Oh my god. Yeah, that's a that's a scene from the film. Um, that is classic. Th- that is classic. that is classic. Yeah, I had a good chuckle for two minutes. I thought, oh, that that's that's not long enough. Yeah, that I was... would have paused the movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> laughed for about yeah. a good five minutes, mm-hmm. went to the bathroom, laughed some more, mm-hmm. and come back and laugh some more. Rewind it, watch it again, and get another good five minutes of laughter. Yeah, it should be on a T-shirt. To be honest, I want to do it. You should get it made. I want to. I want to make a Frankie Mermaid shirt. <laughs> Hell, why don't we invite uh, what's what's his name? Um, the the filmmaker of Velocipaster, uh, Brendan Steer. Why don't we invite him on the show? <laughs> don't tempt me. Uh, I mean. I mean, but uh, but anyway, um, got <laughs> so yeah, that happens. Um, there's also a scene of like, so so there's there's a scene where where uh, you know Doug's uh, Catholic priest friend is his like his older mentor. Um, there's a there's a scene where it shows him in a in a Vietnam War flashback. Okay, which is shot in the same woods that China takes place in. The China scenes take place in, and inexplicably. There's a scene in in this Vietnam uh, era flashback scene, right? There's a shirt. Wait, hold on, hold. On. There's a shirt. Let me pause this. There. <laughs> wait a second. Give me that. There's a shirt. There is legitimately people. Carl just found a Frankie Mermaid T-shirt with the quote. I'll see if I can blow it up here. Yes, here it is. This is the actual Frankie Mermaid Velocipaster T-shirt with the actual quote. Because I'm swimming in There it is. There, there it is. Well, the the, the universe. Somebody spoke. This movie spoke spoke it out to the universe, and the universe responded it. in kind. Buy two. I I want it. As as well you should. As well you should. But yes, there's a a. Nice. There's a, <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a Vietnam War era flashback scene where the the Doug's um, older pastor mentor friend, who, who dreams about um, you know reuniting with his wife coming back home from the war, tell me why his wife literally shows up on the battlefield, and runs to him, and then steps on a landmine. Wait, what? Okay, so so the in the Vietnam War flashback scene, uh, Doug's uh, the Veloc pa- uh, pastor's uh, mentor. He there's a scene where he's reminiscing about his days in Nam. 
he's talking to his like his fellow uh, his fellow soldiers, his comrades about going back home to see his wife again. Why does his wife appear on the battlefield in Vietnam and runs up to him and steps on a landmine and explodes in red goo all over his face? How did she arrive in Vietnam? I think I'm asking the wrong questions. Why is there a boom mic in one of the scenes, right, where the where the ninja villains are are, are hashing out their plan and they're and they're laughing awkwardly like in Austin Powers? Ha 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 ha. And then, like as a, as the camera pulls back, you see the boom mic in the upper right hand corner of the frame. Um. I want this one. Oh, there's another Frankie uh, Mermaid t-shirt with the same quote. Because I'm swimming in bitches. Um, and also, too, uh, when you see when you see Velocipaster in his final form near the end of the film, that costume, oh boy. You talk about... It's, it's, it's like a, it's a, it's a legit dino hunchback hunchback uh costume like is it one of those inflatable dinosaur costumes it somehow looks worse it somehow (laughs) looks worse but yet somehow looks right and i will say this about the velocipaster unlike you know your your typical tubi movies which are shot on which are probably shot on an iphone with like no filter nothing to make it look cinematic this film was actually shot some fairly competently (laughs) You know, there, there's some competent editings, editings there's, there's some competent lighting going on. So so there was effort made behind this film. Everybody, when you watch this movie, it's clear that all the actors were in, in on the joke. They knew that this was stupid fun. And to give you some actual perspective, I'm going to go on Rotten Tomatoes right now, okay? And, and I'm going to compare the, 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 tomato rate meter, to, the, the tomato meter rating of the Velocipaster to other movies, other notable movies with much bigger budgets and lower ratings. Okay. I stole candy from a baby. Then I threw the baby in the river so it couldn't snitch, obviously. He says Frankie that, Mervin. He says that in a confessional to the Velocipaster. <laughs> it gets better. Frankie Mermaid is probably the best character in this movie now that the more we're talking about it. The more I'm talking about it, Frankie Mermaid is becoming a national treasure. <laughs> You, you know what? Okay. I won't argue that. With the come Yes. I want it. Buy it. I want it. As you say, Carl, don't think about it. Buy, Buy it. it. <laughs> so to give you some perspective on the Velocipaster and how it ranks... Uh, among and this and mind uh, to be fair, you got to you got to factor number of reviews in, in in consideration. In in eighteen reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, the Velocipaster received sixty one percent, which is a fresh rating. Velocipaster is f- certified fresh. No, well that's not certified fresh, but it is a fresh rate, freshly rated film on Rotten Tomatoes. Now to give you some actual perspective, let's look at uh, a much bigger budget film. Let's say. Uh, Quantumania, Ant-Man and the Wasp. That movie, out of 383 reviews, has 47% on Rotten Tomatoes. And let's look at uh, Eternals. You know, just for, oh yeah, just for, now you're trolling right now. Yeah, just 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 for just for shits and gigs, you know. Yeah, just for you're shits trolling. And gigs. Uh, Eternals. Um, 
also has 47% on Rotten Tomatoes from 406 reviews, of course, to be fair. So we can say that the Pastor is fresher than two high multi-million dollar budget MCU movies with the best CGI money, quote unquote, best CGI money, uh, budget money can buy. So all of that is to say the Pastor is a cinematic treasure when I make my annual films I've watched in the year list, it's going to be there. <laughs> and damn it, I will probably watch this movie again. And and damn it, I want I will say this. Brendan Steer, if you're listening, if, if you somehow catch our podcast, number one, thank you. Number two, thank you for making the Velocipaster. Three, please make a Frankie Mermaid spinoff movie. <laughs> I think... I, I think the world is ready for it. The world is I've ready never for seen, it. I've never seen, just off that one scene. Yes. The world is ready for it. Yes, the world is ready for a Frankie Mermaid Tubi movie. And that movie will bring Tubi to the next level, the upper echelon of film streaming services. So yes, Velocipaster gets the Victor movie recommendation. I recommend you skip church to watch this movie. I, I, I gotta see it. I, I want that Frankie Mermaid shirt. Frankie Mermaid is finna be a. Te- I'm telling you, Frankie Mermaid is a treasure. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, that's the best line in the whole movie, and you can't beat that. You really can't. I, I don't know. That's up there with my all-time favorite movie line. Which one? Now come on, now to say bye to Charlene and the kids. Fuck them kids. <laughs> Was that from the... From Soul Man. Uh. <laughs> the late, great Bernie Mac. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so... Uh, so, yeah, that was the Velocipaster. And um, before before we started the podcast, I took some time to watch part... Well, the first 48 minutes of another 2B classic. I put classic... Classic is using doing a lot of heavy lifting there. Of the psychic... I have so many questions about the psychic, Carl. Okay. So tell me why the mother and daughter character, who are supposed to be mother and daughter, look just like sisters. Okay. Number one. Okay. Number two, why is the daughter character always dressed like she's going to the club? Mm-hmm. Number three, why are her nails so damn long? Look, look like... It's Baltimore. It, oh, that's Baltimore. Oh, it's Baltimore. That, that, it was filmed in Baltimore? It, yeah. Well, that, it's that is. in the Baltimore area. County, because it's nice. Okay. Ba- Baltimore City. And it, remember, I used to live there. Yeah. Baltimore County. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's happening. I'm watching this. Yes. Frankie Mermaid is a national treasure. Yes. I want the Frankie Mermaid movie stat. Hey, yo. <laughs> oh, and I did read that Brendan Steer is looking into doing a uh, Philosopapster. Sequel? Sequel. Yay! <laughs> so right here, Steer has stated that he wants to do a sequel as he believes the world of Velocipaster is so, is quote, quote unquote, so permissible and fun. Mm-hmm. In March of 2020, Steer shared a sneak peek of the script on Twitter, making the announcement that the script was completed and is set to start filming at some point. Mm. You know, I like these crazy movies. Ooh, I have an idea. Why not combine, you know, the Velocipaster with Kung Fury? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Mm. Oh, my God. Yes. 
I, I'm putting this out in the universe right now. Do it! We want Kung Fury and the Velocipaster. That'll be the mega powers of movies. Yeah! Freak out, freak out! Yeah. Okay. Stubert is watching. I want to hear a pop, an episode of Pop Stew mm -hmm. about Tubi movies. Yes. And, and Stubert, I know you're a minister. So I want your ministerial take. Oh, Jesus. On the Velocipaster. Okay. I will say this. If, if, if there were more pastors out there who could turn into, you know, part, part raptor creatures, I'd probably go back to church. <laughs> Yo. I, I, I'm, st I'm still on Frankie Mermaid. Yeah. You know, you don't be hilarious if you get that actor on the show. <laughs> Just to say, what, what have you been up to, man? His name is Fernando Pacheco de Castro. Oh, that's a great name. That is a great name. He should be a future Oscar winner. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, man. So, oh, Lord, I got you, bro. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. The Velocipastor. Yep. Your congregate. It would be understandable if members of your congregation skip church to watch this movie. I'm watching. I'm watching the hell um, out of this. But yeah. Uh, but yeah. Other questions about the psychic movie. Okay. okay. I I can't answer them for you. Yeah. So I saw the, the I finally watched the scene with the infamous slap. Right. Where maybe slap. No, that was slap punch. It was a punch. Well, at least supposed to be. Supposed to be. So, like, yeah, the guy literally punches in one direction. The guy sells it in the other direction. There's a delay for, like, two seconds. And then he goes down and starts, like, off screen, just, like, wailing on him. But there's no sound effects. But then, like, the, the, one, the one thing that really, made me, that really made me holler was when he was walking out. And he just gives him, like, a lazy kick. Uh, like, he just gives him one final stomp as he's walking out the door. It was, like, no effort behind the kick. And and the guy gets up and there's like not a scratch on him. He's just like holding his head. And I'm just sitting there like, I'm like, what what is this? Why is this? Where is this? And Baltimore County, Baltimore County, which which it does answer the first three questions about why the mother and da daughter look like sisters, and why the daughter was always dressed like she's going to the club, and why she's always on her phone all the time. Black Dunk? Okay, okay. Why they look like... Why the mother and daughter look like sisters? Well, Black Dunk crack, and that happens. True. Okay. Um, long fingernails, that, that's Baltimore County. Mm -hmm. That's Baltimore, period. Yep. Um, where? Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Baltimore County. Um, why, she's all, why she's always on her phone? It's 2023. We're always on our phones. Yeah. Um. And but but like, yeah. I, I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm just mystified. Like with some of the, like the wardrobe choices. You know what I mean? Especially for the daughter character. And it's like she's always dressing like in like something low cut. And you know I'm not not conservative not conservative or anything. But it's like, like okay, 
is this supposed to be a movie slash like or a music video? Like what, what's going on here? What, what are the choices here? You know what I'm saying? Um, it's clear that they probably you know wore their own clothes. It probably wasn't a wardrobe you know budget to to be to speak of. Um, the scene where the the guy, um, the, the 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 villain, the bad guy, of uh, he where he kills the psychic in question. Okay. <laughs> I okay so so there's a scene where like he slaps the this uh the psychic who's this like this this heavy set woman and you hear like a, a loud clap I couldn't tell if the guy was actually like clapping his own hand to make that sound effect or if it was just that janky but I was just sit, I was just sitting there mystified at how it was filmed was there a leg slap It might as well have been a leg slap <laughs> yeah yeah, and then like the guy, he not only stabs the psychic, you know, off screen in that exact motion. Yeah, like what I'm doing right now, just like just up and down, no low <laughs> effort, no sound effects, and then he lights, he he pours what's supposed to be gasoline all over her, and then throws a lighter on her, and there's like a little tiny CG uh, uh, explosion at the bottom of the screen. Which is at the center of the screen, but the woman is on the floor, so it looks like he's lighting the table on fire. <sighs> okay. Um. Here's the thing. You still want to finish this movie, don't you? I I want to finish this movie <laughs> because I I'm I'm 48 minutes in, so I have like about you're maybe, invested. Yeah. I, for all the wrong reasons, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm also wondering about her friend, the the mother, her friend, right? And and like she she's always talking, and like they're always talking about like you know, oh girl, you shouldn't be talking about to about psychics, they're bullshit. Like, what? Why is her friend even there? Like, what purpose does she serve? Any purpose in the rest of the film? Does she have a part to play in like the climax or something? Kinda. I will say this though. Was there ever a scene she didn't have a drink in her hand? Every scene. Thank you. <laughs> Every scene she had a drink in her hand. And what bugged me more about the drink was was like, what is the state of her friend's lace front? Because I'm sitting there looking at her lace front like like it's a puzzle, like it's a Rubik's cube. And I'm trying to solve where where like the split where the scene begins and ends. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I got a reason for it. I got a reason for why the lace front's like that. Well, okay. En- enlighten me, sir. Ah, <laughs> lack of edges. Yes. Yes. Hashtag team no edges. Yeah. Mm. The, 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 the psychic. Shout out to Afton. We thinking about you. <laughs> we thinking about you. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Afton. Hope you're doing all right. Um, man, this movie... You ain't even done. I'm not even done. Like, I, I, I have like a b- about a half hour left of that movie. <sighs> you know what? You know. You know the, sad, the saddest thing about the psychic is like I like I said. I, I'm gonna have to. I may have to put this on my films I watched this year list <laughs> on my Instagram. Like I'm gonna put all these great cinematic treasures uh, from 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 this year and like years past. And what are you gonna see there? Sandwiched between the Criterion Collection and A24's finest, the fucking psychic. And that's a good thing. And I'm gonna tell you why. 
because you never know what you're going to put. You never know what movies you're going to get. And sometimes, like we do on this show, you kind of have to celebrate snout. Oh, it's it's snoutified, all right. There's a lot. There's all the snout, all the boogers, all the (laughs) everything up in there, man. The psychic. Oh my god! I'm. And, uh, and and shout outs to Eddie Ortiz of UWO because man, brother, you were right. <laughs> you you were right. I needed to see this Tubi movie experience. Um. Yeah, all, all the all the memes, all the all the all the YouTube shorts or TikTok shorts making fun of what Tubi movies be like. They are so on the money. You want you want to know what's ironic about those those YouTube TikTok shorts? Those are more competently shot than the actual <laughs> Tubi movies, and that's real. And that's because you end up and then you end up hearing everybody's laughter. <laughs> yeah, like I want to see the Tubi movie where the guy's like humping the woman's thigh. That looks it looks like they're supposed to be having sex, but he's humping the thigh, and it's like, whoa. like they they couldn't just raise the camera up like above waist level to give you the illusion. <sighs> And look, look and, and, and listen. All it took was just a simple camera raise. Yeah. A, a simple zoom. <laughs> a simple zoom, even. Yeah. And, and, and listen, like, to be filmmakers, like, I understand y'all got to start somewhere. You know, you know, filmmaking is not easy. You know, making and putting together movies certainly not easy. You know, even if you have, like, the best of talent, the best of budgets, whatever. But come on, man. At least watch Pray for the Bear. Pray for the bear. That's the one that was that was the one that Stanley, that Stanley uh, be on some shot mm-hmm. in Rhode Island. Pray for the bear. I'm gonna yeah. write that down. Is it P R A Y? Yeah. Or pray for the bear. Hmm. The fun part about it is that you see your landmarks. And you're like, oh shit! <laughs> like oh. that's Blackstone Boulevard. Oh man. I can't wait for this the the Rhode Island edition of a Tubi movie, but yeah, that's my psychic uh, Tubi movie experience. And I will say, legit, the Velocipaster is the best movie I've seen on that platform. Oh my god, I, I, we gotta watch it! I gotta watch it. I'm ready. I gotta. I do gotta get going. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, and and you know, apologize to saying you know we are out of time for our our it was supposed to be our main. Topic. Yeah, but though though that needed to be said. I needed that. I, I, I needed Frankie Mermaid in my life. You did? I, I'm glad I bestowed that gift Thank to you. you, sir. Thank you. And and if you buy a t-shirt, please let me know. <laughs> oh, I will send you the link. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to watch that scene after after uh, after this is said and done. Man. it up right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, apologies for, to not getting to our, our, our main topic of like uh, video game uh, reboots that should happen. That'll be for a future episode because, you know, we're out of time. But man, the, this this Tubi movie excursion had to be delved into detail. But um, but yeah, thank you to uh, everybody in the chat for for chiming in tonight. Um, yeah. Yeah, hopefully if you have that movie ready. Yes, if if you watch those movies, let us know. Right, I'm crashing as soon as I can. Yeah. yeah, let let us know your thoughts. Uh, email us at codersprimepodcast at gmail because we it's been a while since we've received emails and find us on find us on Facebook Live every Tuesday night eight p eight p.m. ish Eastern. Uh, Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast, Twitter at Codex Prime Cast. All of our audio episodes on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Wherever you can find us uh, on on 
find find podcasts, you can find us there. Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all that. Yeah. And Rise of the Blend Panther. Bam, 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 bam. On sale now. Yes, on sale now. Rise of the Blurred Panther. Get your get your copy of Car- DJ Mr. Bird's mixtape. On sale now. PayPal, Venmo, uh, Cash App, all that. Ten dollars CD or flash drive. Oh, nice, nice, very nice. So yeah, Carl. Other than that, anything else uh, you got to say? Uh, next week we will be at Lost Valley Pizza, where we will be partake. We will partake as special guests at the uh, podcast meetup uh, sponsored by uh, Let's Chat Media. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday. I will be DJing at the McCall YMCA in Lincoln, Rhode Island from 10, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. for their Healthy Kids Day. Bring the whole fit. Please bring the whole family down. I'll be selling I'll be selling my mixtape there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be, you know, they rock climate, all types of vendors and activities for the kids. It's yeah. going to be definitely worth it. Um, and free comic book day. We will be doing some stuff at Raw Coco's Comics and Collectibles on Academy Ave in Providence. Uh, more details on that to come. So, um, yeah, follow our social medias as we will be uh, posting details as they become more apparent. Mm-hmm. And I think that's about it for now. For now. Nice. Yeah, lots of hot stuff Codex on the horizon. Busy. Yeah, Codex is busy. Yeah, Codex Prime stays busy, you know, uh, doing more, more, more cool nerd stuff. So yeah, come one, come all, man. And thank y'all once again for your support, your listenership, your viewership, and uh, general words of encouragement. We mu- much appreciated. Um, as always, uh, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later. <laughs> <laughs>